When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is The Rich Eisen Show. Yeah, ready, ready, ready. Can you tell the Randy Moss story? Live from The Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Randy, it just hit his fingertips. Probably back at a wide receiver's coach. Moss like, hey, don't you come over here with that F you. Moss like, no F you. Camera's right behind me. I ain't gonna let him punk me on national TV. <laughs> Today's guests, NFL Network insider Tom Pelissero, ESPN broadcaster and host Chris Fowler, plus your phone calls, latest news, and more. And now, it's Rich Well, Eisen. hey, everybody. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show here on the Friday, right before Week 18 in the NFL. That is going to go off as scheduled right before the weekend where the national championship game finishes things up right here in Los Angeles, California. And the man who's calling that game on uh, the Disney family of networks, Chris Fowler, is making his way to our studio. He's going to be hanging out here in hour number two with us today. Yeah, wait. That's going to be awesome. It is going to be a lot of fun. And uh, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on the program. Good to see you over there, Chris Brockman. What's going on? Rich, man. Day number three of Mike Del Tufo being... Eligible as the Speaker of the House. The <laughs> vote is still open. Day number four in which he's wearing pants. I think these things are related. Five. I think it's five. Okay. Good Whoa. to see you. TJ Jefferson has lit the candle. Good to see you, sir. And also, Mike is here for Friday. And that's a rarity. A that is that's true. Rarity, yes, so. that is true. He's turning so over I a whole new leaf this year. The vote today. New year, new Mike. My gosh, what a week this has been. I mean, what a week this has been right here. Uh, Monday, <laughs> we, we come on the air Monday. It's fresh off of uh, our week off. So we had a whole bunch of sports news from the previous week, Christmas week, and uh, and then, of course, New Year's weekend to talk about the national champion semifinal week 17 in the NFL, what it means for who's in and who's out. And then, of course, that big Monday nighter. We had both Josh Allen and Jamar Chase on Monday's show in advance of the Monday nighter that we all know didn't get past the first quarter. And then Tuesday, we come on the air here just absolutely losing our minds, hearts in throats, just like the rest of this country, about DeMar Hamlin, the defensive back of the Buffalo Bills, who tackles T. Higgins, absorbs the blow, and then collapses on the field. And then here we are on Friday, and DeMar Hamlin is awake DeMar Hamlin is now talking, and DeMar Hamlin is now FaceTiming with his team. That happened this morning. Yesterday, we heard from his physicians talking about how 
he grabbed a piece of, uh, I guess, was handed a clipboard with a piece of paper on it on uh, Wednesday night into Thursday. And uh, the nurse handed it to him after he opened his eyes and he wrote down on the piece of paper who won the game. (laughs) And the doctors, as they told us in a press conference on Thursday, said they responded to him that you, you won the game. You won the game of life. And that's the sort of stuff that gives you the goosebumps. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and now today, because yesterday the doctors who spoke on behalf of the UC Medical Center medical team that has been expertly working on Damar Hamlin, um, they said the next step was they, they'd love to have him breathing on his own. Well, guess what? The breathing tube is out. Nice. And he is talking with his family. And he FaceTimed with the team as Sean McDermott recounted just about an hour ago to the media. I can't remember the order of things, and it was not a long interaction, as you'd imagine, um, with his with his situation. Um, um, but he made uh, hand signals, hand gestures, right? Of he, the thing that <laughs> makes me laugh is is he did this to the guys, you know, right away. <laughs> um, he flexed. He flexed, uh, he flexed on them, I guess. And uh, uh, he's just got some staple things that they know him for and that he does. And he made the heart the heart symbol probably more than anything. Um, and then he gave him a thumbs up. So, uh, And then somewhere in the midst of, of that, and it was a little bit hard to hear, but he, as you'd imagine, he said, uh, he said, I love you, boys. And, uh, of course, I think I got the guys, so. Right. Without speech. Love you, boys. Okay. All right. Okay. Yes, this is what we were hoping for, right? So the Bills are going to win by like seven <laughs> Sunday, right? Well, I think you. What what you're touching <laughs> upon here is now it is time that we we can safely turn the page to football. Yeah. Or or feel comfortable and yeah. and and the Bills are talking about okay, we got a game this weekend and. The Bengals yesterday, who, as you might imagine, have been on pins and needles, just like everyone else, but maybe more so than the rest of the 31 other teams in the NFL, because they were on the field. They were part of this. They saw it themselves, too. Um, They're turning the page. They're practicing. Bills are practicing. There's smiles. I mean, Sean McDermott's smiling. There's smiles. And yes, you could turn the page to football. And yesterday, the NFL felt compelled to push the pedal to the metal of some of the conversations that they were potentially having behind the scenes and not knowing if it was appropriate to push the pedal to the metal on what to do with the Bills and the Bengals game. And they wanted to make sure everybody knows this stuff, or at least that was the goal before games are played this weekend, and those games start tomorrow, two of them. Very important games as well, I might imagine. Chiefs and Raiders and Jaguars and Titans. And so the league made an announcement yesterday. Let's get into it. They decided to not play the Bengals and the Bills game at all. Mark Schlereth said yesterday when he was on this program, three-time Super Bowl champion, I don't want to play that thing. And I don't want that game played. Just a Matt, could you imagine, okay, if 
they decided to replay that and just say, okay, you Bengals, you Bills, you get out there and start the game from the spot. Line of scrimmage is the spot oh, where stop, DeMar Hamlin stop, dropped. Stop, I mean, seriously. Stop. No, I, I wanted to say these words out loud. It's important, I think, for me to say these words out loud yeah. for anybody who's out there. And there's a lot of them on my Twitter feed saying, why can't these guys play? Ugh. Oh, I've seen it too. You know? I haven't because, you know, Twitter. Let's you know. spot the ball <laughs> right where DeMar Hamlin was resus- res- resuscitated. Oh, yeah. No. Right? Oh, come on. No. I mean, seriously, smack yourself if you're thinking that. So the the NFL also gave three reasons, three bullet point reasons outside of that obvious one as to why they didn't want to replay the game or decided not to. And they pointed out that not playing Buffalo-Cincinnati to its conclusion will have no effect on which clubs qualify for the postseason. It does not, like, somebody doesn't right. need for that game to have been played in order for their club to make the postseason. And no club would qualify for the postseason. Mm-hmm. And no club would be eliminated based on the outcome of the game. That's true. Cool. The other point that they made is that it would require positioning the start of the playoffs for one week in the future, repositioning, postponing it for a week, thereby affecting all 14 clubs. So not playing it affects no club's ability to make it or or not. And that includes Buffalo and Cincinnati. And postponing it a week would affect all 14 clubs making the playoffs. And they wanted to make sure that they made this decision now. That was their third bullet point because it's consistent with letting everybody know before the final week of the season what to do and who needs to do what to get in. Makes sense. So now what does it mean to cancel this game? Plain and simple. The Bengals clinched the AFC North. The Ravens can't win the division. And the Bengals, however, can't get the one seed and a first round bye. Only Kansas City and Buffalo can do that now. The Chiefs clinch the one seed if they win in Vegas in the first game of week 18. It's the first game of the ESPN doubleheader starting tomorrow. And if they lose that, um, Buffalo and New England is a crucial game. Buffalo would clinch the one seed if they then win against New England if Kansas City loses at Vegas. But if they lose that game, then Kansas City gets it regardless of winning or losing on on Saturday. Okay. So the Chiefs now have the winning in position. The Bills did prior to Monday Night Football, as we know. If they had won out, they would have gone through because they beat the Chiefs earlier this season in Kansas City. The Bengals have a shot at the two seed if they beat Baltimore and then Buffalo loses to New England. Otherwise, they're the three seed. That's it. That's the impact of canceling Buffalo and Cincinnati with one another. Now then, let's take it one at a time here about what it would mean if uh, for the AFC North. Let's do that. So the bottom line is, if the Bengals beat the Ravens on Sunday, they, win the, uh, the, they, they would be able to host a playoff game against the Ravens if it is three versus six. And it's entirely possible that the Bengals stay at three, and that the Ravens wind up at six. As a matter of fact, if you look at all the AFC seeding possibilities as to who's five or six, 25% chance that the Ravens finish fifth, 75% chance that the Chargers finish fifth. 
So it's most likely, yeah, it could be three versus six. So if Baltimore wins this game, it would have clinched the AFC North for them, okay? Potentially had had the uh, Steelers not beaten them. But if the Ravens win this football game, they will have swept the season series from the Cincinnati Bengals and thus would have gotten the right to have hosted a playoff game against the Bengals. But now they can't because the division's gone. So if the Ravens win this game against the Bengals, they will decide who hosts three versus six via coin flip. This is mind-blowing. This is the stuff that they've come up with. By the way, the competition committee and the commissioner came up with this together, and the owners are having a special meeting today to vote on it. And I proffer to say if the competition committee and the commissioners say this is what we're going to do, the owners will just rubber stamp it. Coin flips are not unprecedented, so what, what else could you do? If Baltimore defeats Cincinnati, it will have defeated Cincinnati twice, but not able to host a playoff game because Cincinnati has the higher winning percentage. So if Baltimore defeats Cincinnati, and if those two clubs are scheduled to play a wild card game against one another, the site will be decided by a coin toss. If Cincinnati wins the Week 18 game, or if Baltimore and Cincinnati are not scheduled to play one another in a wild card round, then everybody, the game sites are as you would normally decide it for anybody. And after all that, are you glad you're not on the competition committee? Or no, you still I want, want to be in. I still want in. I want in. You want in even more now? I want in. I want in, especially since there's still more to be decided. We got to make You'll this hear happen, that in a Chris. second. What about the AFC championship game? What where, about it, Rich? Where's that going to be played? Again, if Buffalo had won out, they would have had the one seed in the bye week and, every, and everyone would have to go to Buffalo. Okay? If Cincinnati had won that Monday night game, and Kansas City losing on Saturday to the Raiders. Guess who would have been the one seed? Cincinnati would have been the one seed. Now, Cincinnati has no shot at the one seed as it currently stands and will be. So what about the AFC Championship game and where is it played? Well, there's three scenarios for that. Scenario one, Buffalo and Kansas City both win or tie this weekend. That would mean... If Buffalo and Kansas City wind up playing each other in the AFC Championship game, neutral site. Number two, Buffalo and Kansas City both lose this weekend and Baltimore wins or ties. A Buffalo versus Kansas City Championship game would still be at a neutral site. Okay? Okay. Scenario number three, Buffalo and Kansas City both lose and Cincinnati wins this weekend then Buffalo or Cincinnati versus Kansas City would be at a neutral site. So the bottom line is Kansas City might play an AFC championship game at a neutral site. The only way it does not play a championship game at a neutral site is if it's against the Jaguars, Titans, Chargers, Ravens, or anybody else who finishes seventh. Or Titans. So the AFC championship game is going to be at a neutral site. It sure looks like that way. Yes, sir. (laughs) Like we've been talking about all year long, it's like, who's going to be? Kansas City versus Buffalo. Kansas City versus Cincinnati or Cincinnati versus Buffalo. Here we go, yo. So what's the scenario? Well, the AFC Championship game's a de facto Super Bowl anyway, so but let's have it at a neutral site. How about this? Cincinnati versus <laughs> Buffalo, it looks like, would not be played at a neutral site. So anything it, involving Kansas City is neutral Going to be a neutral site, yeah. And we don't know the neutral site yet. And it looks like Buffalo and Kansas City, if that's the way it goes... If they play in an AFC championship game, this weekend's games are crucial in 
in deciding will that be at Buffalo or Cincinnati. And they all, they all came in there and decided, like, it's not fair for everyone, but this is the most fair that we could figure out for everyone, and that's it. Great. Let's rock and roll. So, once again, Cincinnati can't be the one seed, but Baltimore can't win the division. So, Cincinnati wins the division. However, if Baltimore beats Cincinnati this weekend, that'll give them two wins against Cincinnati. <laughs> and... <laughs> I feel like I'm back in algebra They'll class. They'll decide by coin flip, is it at the bank or is it at Paycor? <laughs> and then the one seed is either Kansas City's or the Bills. Kansas City wins Saturday. It's over, which, by the way, do the Bills then play everybody against New England? And I say, based on the circumstances of this past week, they will play. Yeah, I think And so. they'll play for DeMar. And on top of it, it is important to be the two seed. Yeah. Because you don't want to have to go back to Cincinnati for many reasons. True that. Right? Yeah. And with the exception of visiting their comrade in the hospital. Clearly. And then then we just decide where's the neutral site. We'll discuss that later on in this program because you have some thoughts. I have some thoughts. You have some thoughts. And I'm sure everybody at home has some thoughts or listening in their cars or watching wherever they're watching the Roku channel. We see you people at work watching us on the Roku channel. I'm just we wondering why, why Bengals fans are like, like butthurt about not getting the one seed. You just got gifted the division. You know what? I, there's going to be a lot of people, if you will, to use your phrase, butthurt. <laughs> I mean, the Ravens can't win the division either. You know, the division's over. That's it's what over. I mean. So, so and, and, and um, it's just, look... Anybody who's upset about anything about anything of this is just like some guy yeah, take damn a step got back. killed yeah, on the yeah. field. I mean, like this is unprecedented, and they did the best they could do. And the last thing that they were going to do is delay the playoffs for a week, and right. I totally understand that. Yeah, me too. Because this whole idea is like, well, you know, play it because you got that bye week in between the, the championship weekend and the Super Bowl, and you don't want to mess with that for dollars and cents or whatever. I'm seeing all this sort of garbage. It's just like... Well, you can tell the NFC, you, NFC, you you would basically be telling the NFC one seed you got to wait three weeks to play your first football game. You know, can't do that. And I know, I know, there's a bunch of people out there who don't want to say it, but feel it, and they're they're if you will, butt hurt because their fantasy leagues are still hanging in the balance. And to those people, I will say, A, check yourself, and B, just use the point totals for this week for and add it to last players. week yeah, exactly. and be done with it. It's very simple. And that's it. And it's not yeah. fair for you either. Guess what? DeMar Hamlin's breathing yeah. and talking to his family and his team and flexing to his teammates. Like, this is what life's about. All right. Yeah. Let's take a break here. <laughs> Tom Pelissaro is going to join us in just a few moments' time to let us know what he knows behind the scenes. Yes, I also know, apparently, uh, Jim Harbaugh and Michigan are under investigation for something that you, you read the articles and it's like, it's not that serious to raise to the level, it's either level two or level one or whatever. Um, I, again, I, I don't know what it is. I have no idea what the heck's going on right there, uh, other than the fact that I want my coach back. And um, Fowler is going to be here in studio hour number two. Chris Fowler, 
You've got what's more likely because we're yeah, we're returning to the business of uh, wondering what's going to happen over the weekend. Absolutely. Our Friday staple of what's more likely. I've yeah. got a top five list of the top five wild card playoff matchups I want to see. And it doesn't involve the Jets, okay? Because I know I can't wave a wand and make them <laughs> eligible again. Of the, of the teams that are in the mix. Rich, it's Flacco time. Let's take a Let's break. Go. Is it really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. You didn't, you, <laughs> oh, you didn't know? It's Flacco time. 844-204-RICH, <laughs> number to dial. Tom Pelissero and everything Pete. going on next. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Stopping by once again, second time this week. We're uh, thrilled to always have him here on this program, whether it's to call in or sit in this chair uh, when I'm not able to. Uh, NFL Media Group, NFL Insider, our friend Tom Pelissero back here on the program. How are you doing, Tom? Uh, probably better, I think, like a lot of people than a couple of days ago when we talked. No doubt. The, uh, the news with DeMar Hamlin, how that's you know upended so many different things and you know how terrifying that experience was. And so to... Just keep hearing the updates and you know, how quickly it's progressed in a positive direction to the point that he's, he's addressing his teammates on uh, FaceTime today and flexing at him. I, I just, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm thrilled. I'm, I'm so surprised at how quickly it's gone, but I'm thrilled that it's, Me too. it's headed this direction. Me too, brother. Me too. No doubt about it. He's flexing on his teammates and Sean McDermott and, you know, uh, just seeing, seeing him smile, you know, seeing the smiles out there. And now I'm, Looking at uh, you know footage on our network right now on NFL Now and just seeing both teams working out, you know I I just did, I didn't know if we'd see it this weekend. Quite frankly, I really didn't know if I would see it this weekend. So I'm glad that we are, you know. 
No question. Do you think and about I think it? that, you know, for the for the Bills, you have to also be, you know, in a completely different state of mind than you might have been a couple of days ago. Yes. You know, if you were still, you know, at this point, um, asleep, for lack of a better term, um, sedated, and, you know, those lingering questions. And obviously, he's still got a long road to go as far as I'm worried. He's not yet been upgraded from critical condition. But just seeing that and knowing someone that you saw, I mean, quite literally die before your eyes and be brought back to life to be three days later and he's, he's, you know, saying, I love you and, you know, one want to know who won the game. I mean, it's an, it's an unbelievable story. And now the attention, as it always does, um, flips back to football. And I would certainly expect that the Bills are going to be in a lot better uh, frame of mind than they might have otherwise been. No doubt. Okay, Tom Pelissero, let's jump into it. Tom Pelissero here on the Rich Eisen Show, Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line. Um, what can you tell me about the NFL and competition committee's um, deliberations that spat out a very, you know, uh, deeply detailed and confusing um, set of circumstances as to seating and who plays who, what, and potentially where. What do you got for me on that, Tom? Well, our NFL research colleagues sent out um, the permutations last night of the playoff seating. It's like a three-page color-coded thing that almost looks like one of those magic eye posters. Uh, so yeah, I'm holding them up right now, Tom. Out, but in terms, of, I'm holding them up right now. I printed them out. In ter- in terms of these, um, you know, the the potential modifications, which owners started their meeting about 25 minutes ago, they're actively um, you know engaging with it. It really came down to trying to create some form of equity. Um, in a very rare situation where you did not have every team play the same number of games. And Troy Vincent said it on a conference call the other day that they would lean on the guiding principles from COVID where there was no game lost during COVID. They played every game over two years, but the plan was to go with what the policies and the bylaws say, which is if you have an uneven number of games and there's a cancellation, that you go off of winning percentage. So if it were strictly winning percentage, then this would be very cut and dried, which would be the Chiefs would be able to lock up the number one seed, home field advantage through the playoffs and uh, a first round bye by beating the Raiders on Saturday. They still can wrap up the number one seed and the bye, but the NFL and the competition committee tried to figure out a path forward where the Bills or the Bengals are not disadvantaged in terms of needing to go uh, on the road for a potential uh, AFC championship matchup. On top of that, then, you also have another unique situation where had the Bengals lost that game on Monday night that did not end up getting completed, then the Ravens could have won the division by beating the Bengals on Sunday. Uh, they would have swept them, so they would have the, the head-to-head tiebreaker. Now that opportunity doesn't exist, but in the NFL's telling, because the Ravens could have swept the Bengals, and then not won the division with a chance to have the same record if the Bengals had played all their games, that then they would, in the event of a wild-card playoff matchup, an only wild-card playoff matchup, decide home field advantage by a coin flip. So part of what the NFL and the competition committee were examining, from what I was told, was how important really is home field advantage. They know that it's important to the clubs. They know it's important to the fans. But if you go back over the past four postseasons, there have been 44 playoff games, not including Super Bowls, which, of course, are always in a neutral site. Of those 44 games, 24 were won by the home team, 20 were won by the road team. Last year, both the Bengals and the Rams went on the road to win one or more games in order to get to the Super Bowl. The year before that, the Bucks won three road playoff games and ended up, of course, winning the Super Bowl, which, oddly enough, was in their home stadium. So it certainly is something that's important to a lot of people, but not important enough 
for them to completely upend the entire schedule. If they had, if there were a game, if that Bills Bengals game had decided whether one of those teams or someone else was in or out of the playoffs, that would have been different. But it did not bear on that. The same teams would make the playoffs regardless. If they shifted everything back by a week in order to make up this Bills Bengals game next week, now you're impacting all 14 teams that are in the playoffs. And the league wanted to make these decisions prior to week 18, so everybody's on the same page. You're not making the decisions after you see what happens in the games. And to the extent that some teams, you know, these things might factor into whether they play their starters or how they game plan, uh, all those different things, you at least have that information going into the weekend. We also know the Bengals are not happy about this because there is no provision to do this. In, in the league's bylaws, it's supposed to be, again, going back to the COVID guiding principles, it's supposed to be winning percentage. So the league and the competition committee trying to do the right thing here. It's not a surprise that not everybody is going to be thrilled with this setup. I, I sense that from the people I talked to last night and this morning, there's a lot of people who think in a really unusual and frankly unfortunate situation, even though it appears Tamar Hamlin is going to be okay, this is maybe the best of the kind of middling types of options relative to some of the other, you know, draw names out of the hat type of things that have been that have been suggested. So, is it possible? Is it a um, what's the percentage of the vote from ownership from membership? Is it just a, a simple majority? Is it possible that the commissioner and the competition committee came up with this and the owners reject it? Is that feasible, Tom? Rules changes always require the the supermajority, so you need 24 to uh, to enact the rule. But this is also on a one year basis. It's it's unclear, frankly, Rich. There's a lot of this that's that's unclear. You know, could you end up with a modification? Uh, could somebody propose you know a different version of it? Or if there's a substantial pushback on certain elements of this, could that change? All of that is possible. There's also you know, there's some inconsistencies here, too, that I think have been pointed out. For instance, if the Bills and Bengals met in a divisional playoff game and they ended up with the same record based on this weekend's games, the Bengals would host that. It wouldn't be at a neutral site. The Bengals would host based on the strength of victory tiebreaker. The neutral site only applies to a potential championship game. And same thing with the Bengals and the Ravens. If the Ravens somehow this weekend end up in the five seed, and there are Again, in those lengthy scenarios sent by NFL Research, there are scenarios with that. They would play the AFC South winner. But if they were to win and somewhere down the line in a divisional game or a championship game, the Bengals and the Ravens ended up facing each other, there's no coin flip. That would only apply to the wild card round. So there's all these different things, and I think that as much as the Bengals, I think everyone would agree, did the right, all the right things in terms of how they handled Monday night, you can certainly understand where a team – is not going to be happy about a rule change that potentially, even though they have, by virtue of win percentage, already clinched the AFC North, they potentially then will play a harder schedule next year. They will have a lower draft pick, and they will not get to host a playoff game. Mm. Wow. Oh, my gosh. I know that it, it, you, I see your reaction, TJ. You're like, what? I mean, but this is, this is, this is why this we is have wild. you on here, Tom, as well. Uh, Tom Posaro on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk about the neutral site uh, AFC championship game. Based on the way I'm reading it, you tell me if I'm reading this correctly, that the only uh, way that the, the, the Chiefs will have a neutral site AFC championship game 
um, unless they're taking on the winner of the AFC South or any of the teams that would make it as a wild card. If it's if it's Cincinnati or if it's Buffalo, they're going to end up having to go to a neutral site to play an AFC championship game. And if the Bills and Bengals play one another in an AFC championship game, that will be in either Buffalo or Cincinnati, depending on the results, I would imagine, of this weekend's contests and where these teams wind up um, in the standings with the, an actual two teams that have an actual same number of games being played in the regular season, right? Did I get that right, Tom? Well, let's uh, let's start with the clean scenarios. Yes. At this point, I'm rooting for just for all of our sanity. If the Bills win and the uh, Chiefs lose this weekend, Bills get the one seed. They are got the first round by uh, AFC Championship game between Bills and Chiefs would be in Buffalo. Flip, flip that around, Chiefs win, Bills lose, Chiefs get all the normal benefits of the number one seed, including hosting the AFC Championship game. If they both win, that's where, based upon the possibility they could have finished with the same record, even though they played an uneven number of games, that could go to a neutral site uh, AFC Championship game. There also are, again, so there's scenarios here where you could have that matchup be in Kansas City, Buffalo, or at a neutral site. There's also one scenario where the Bengals and Chiefs would be at a neutral site. That only happens if, brace yourself, the Raiders beat the Chiefs, the Patriots beat the Bills, the Bengals beat the Ravens, by which then the Bengals end up in the number two seed, and they are a half game back of the Chiefs. That would trigger a neutral site AFC Championship game if it's the Chiefs against the Bengals. Every other scenario where it's the Chiefs versus the Bengals, that's going to be in Kansas City. And then, yes, you're right. Any of those other games with the lower-seeded teams, Mm. the neutral site doesn't come into play. It would be normal. And, again, based on the past couple of years, you'd say there's a decent chance that somebody seeded four through seven may may make all this moot by the time we get to that last weekend in January. All right. And then then there's the thorny issue of where's the neutral site. Any idea what they're talking about right now? They're still, as of, you know, when we were gathering information last night, they were still very much going through the logistics. I mean, you have to think through a lot of different things here, um, one being what stadiums are available. And our colleague Ian Rapport tweeted earlier today that the Lions Stadium, for instance, Ford Field, which would be a natural you know, middle ground for a potential game, is not available because they're replacing their turf because they don't – they could make the playoffs depending on the results this weekend – but they, uh, you know, cannot host a playoff game. So if they were already planning to rip the turf out, that's going to take a while. Uh, so that building is not available. Indianapolis, you would think, makes sense. Atlanta makes sense. They also have not taken off the table, from what I'm told, the possibility a neutral site could be an outdoor stadium. All three of the teams impacted here, between the Chiefs, the Bills, the Bengals, they're all outdoor teams. Cold-weather teams, certainly in Cincinnati and Buffalo, and you know, certain times of year in Kansas City as well, so it would not be completely out of the realm of possibility that, and I'm not saying that this has been discussed as a possibility, but can you imagine an AFC championship game at Lambeau Field or a setting like that? Oh my That's goodness. not um, you know, completely off the table either. You also got to figure out, I mean, all these big events normally, you've got some type of lead time and you know what the possibilities are yeah. in a neutral site with flights and hotel rooms for two fan bases and everything else. There's a lot that they have to explore besides just whether or not the stadium's available. Well, I mean, that's why you'd have to choose a possible spot now, right? And then block off hotel rooms now that you either 
you know, you tell them, hey, what would the cancellation fee be, right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and, and, and you'd block it off now, and then you'd have to really turn the machines on, to use the trading places phrase, the minute uh, the divisional playoffs are over. And then you'd have to send somebody to a town, or you wouldn't, and you'd cancel all those plans. And I just find it fascinating, and this is going to be a conversation I think that we're going to have later on in this program, is that, yeah, these teams that are all involved are all outdoor teams. Shouldn't this game be played outdoors? Or do you just do it like a Super Bowl and just say weather is a non-factor, let's throw them in somewhere indoors? And can't can't Detroit just, like, you know, push back the, the, the whole, like, turf replacement? You know, like... Well, I, I, I wouldn't Detroit want to host? I mean, wouldn't the city want to have host you, you an ever, AFC Championship game? You I mean, to reschedule your carp, your carpet guy, Rich. It's yeah. just a big process. <laughs> you book those guys out months in advance. Uh, it, it takes a while. Uh, yeah, I mean, selfishly, as somebody who may or may not be at that game, I kind of root that it's in a place like New Orleans and not in uh, you know in Green Bay, where I really should check and see if the hotel rooms have already been jacked up from eighty nine dollars a night to nine hundred dollars a night. That'd give us a pretty good indication if. Uh, Anything's being considered there. You want to know? Uh, you want to know something? B- by the way, you want you want to know something that would be totally wild, okay? And I'll just throw it out here: like if you want to play outdoors, okay, and let's just say it's but don't you want to play somewhere that would be easy for the fan bases to get to, right? Like so, you'd have to play outdoors. Like so, why not Chicago if it's Kansas City versus Cincinnati, right? Or why not? How about this one if it's Buffalo and it's Cincinnati? That, well, they would play in their they would play in their respective spots. New England. Um, you send Buffalo fans to New England if it's them versus. No, I want it indoors in Indy. I right. want I want a Super Bowl type atmosphere because I want to see these teams with amazing offenses. I want to see a high scoring game. So I mean, you'd have to choose a place that is geographically sound for the fan bases to get to, wouldn't you? Right. Tom? Right, you would think so, and that's where I'm saying not that Green Bay would be considered because it's a really hard place. There's not direct flights from anywhere there outside of, I believe, Minneapolis, Chicago, and maybe one other place. Right. Uh, but let's also remember this. like If we get through the weekend, there's a bunch of different scenarios here right. where there is no neutral site game. I mean, if, if again, if Kansas City wins and Buffalo loses, there's no neutral site. If Bills win and the Chiefs lose, there is no neutral site. There's a lot of different right. versions of this. Uh, I would certainly imagine that there are you know, depending, again, how this vote goes, let's get by the vote as well and see whether or not this all ends up passing. But if it does, you know, you may get to Monday, and this was all a lot of work for, for no particular reason. But honestly, I, I do give credit to people for trying to come up with um, creative solutions to this, even if uh, some of the teams, namely the Bengals, are not real thrilled with the creativity right now. All right, before I let you go, um, big game, obviously, for Philadelphia this weekend. They needed to, to win it to, to just secure the one seed uh, in the least dramatic way possible. And then we're talking about the Ravens having an opportunity to get up to the five seed or maybe even the three seed. And then we're coin flipping and all that business. And Lamar Jackson is, I mean, what's going on with him? Start with him and then give me a Hertz update, if you don't mind, Tom. Well, Lamar Jackson hasn't practiced in over a month. Wow. Everybody continues to say that they expect him to be back uh, when you get to the playoffs. But it's important to keep in mind here, they initially believed that, Lamar was going to be back in a couple of weeks. They were not thinking it was going to be a five-week absence. And given that this game, again, depending on the, the results of this vote today, 
could be massively important or 50-50 chance being massively important for the Ravens, uh, you would like to be at full strength. But it's not as if they're going to you know, dust Lamar Jackson off when he's missed 15 consecutive practices and, and then four games and say you're going to go out there and play on Sunday. Until he gets back on the field, we really don't know where he's at with that knee, even if, okay, he's going to go out there. Is he going to be Lamar Jackson, or is he going to look like the Lamar Jackson who came out for one practice when he was dealing with that bone bruise in his ankle last year and was um, you know, not even able to bend his legs and was kind of limping around the field and we never saw him again? Uh, we'll have to see when we get to next week. But, again, the Ravens have consistently said they anticipate he is going to be out there. And then as for the Eagles with Jalen Hurts, he's been pushing to play really since the start of this. Hurts' original thought, his hope was one week absence, get back out there. The Eagles have taken the cautious route medically. He's got an SC joint sprain, which is right where your sternum uh, connects to your collarbone here. It's not a, a common injury that you see a ton in quarterbacks, uh, but it's something that if this were the Super Bowl this week, if it were a playoff game, we'd see Hurts out there. Nick Sirianni said today everything is trending the right direction, and now it just comes down to, you know, if he does play, how do the Eagles, how much do they expose him? Is he the running threat that he normally is? Are they cautious knowing that they're hoping to get a, a deep playoff run in? Uh, you certainly don't want to give up the number one seed because there is no question in the NFC what that means. It's a first-round playoff by and home field all the way through the NFC playoff. Tommy, the man, thanks for the time. Greatly appreciate it, brother. Thank you. You got it, Rich. Thanks. You, you bet. That's Tom Pelissero. Bless him, man. Does he know everything off the top of his head or what? Man. I mean, to keep that That's all straight, I think I, 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 I'm pride myself on knowing this stuff, Cold. How about that? You can listen to the NFL on the NFL app on the Odyssey app on westwoodonesports.com via Westwood One Station streams or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports sponsored by AutoZone. When we come back, the seventh seed in the AFC. Oh, Steelers fans are hoping and praying. They have no idea who their hopes and prayers are in the hands of right now, do they? (laughs) We will inform them when we come back. (laughs) It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets. 
at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat, where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Hey, people. Hey, guess what? Hey. What? Oh, yeah. The Steelers can make the playoffs. Steelers can make the playoffs. Okay. Yeah, Steelers, once upon a time, two and six can make the playoffs. They need to beat the Browns. They need the Dolphins to lose. And they need the Patriots to lose. This is all doable. Uh, absolutely. This can they beat the Browns? Doable. Guess what? Yeah. Th- this weekend, if Mike Tomlin beats the Browns this weekend, he will tie Chuck Noll for the most wins ever against the Browns. 25 of them. Okay. Yesterday was Chuck Knoll's birthday. He's used to beating the Browns, right? Bills are taking on the Patriots. I don't like your chances, Chris, even though the Patriots are winning in. I got to tell you. I don't even want us to win. (laughs) Now then, if I had told you, Steeler fans, when you were two and six, you could make the playoffs if you win Against the Browns and get some help. What would the Steelers fans say? Never say never, but never. (laughs) They might have said that. Good one. They would have said, okay, where do I sign, right? Where do I sign, Mike? (laughs) Hold on a minute. If you had told them you're two and six, you could make the playoffs. Uh If you beat the Browns in week 18 and the help you need. Okay. Is the Jets beating the Dolphins. You know what they would say? Yeah, sure. Why not? They would have said that. <laughs> Is he doing this because, on his own? Hold on a minute. Because the Jets, when the Steelers were two and six, they were five and three. They were five and three. They were playing defense. They were beating the Packers in Lambeau Field. They were they were playing football. If you had told the Steelers, though, that the Jets that would have to beat the Dolphins. Would be coming off of a, let me see, give it this right, carry the one, a five-game losing streak. They'd be, that's the Jets I know. And wait a minute, hold on a second. You had to tell a Steeler fan with a straight face the help you need to make the playoffs after you beat the Browns and the Bills beat the Patriots in Buffalo. Two very, very, very feasible scenarios that Steeler fans would have been, I'm down for that. Right? Is that what they said? Down. Down. D-A-H-N. Yeah, down. You need the help of Joe Flacco. <laughs> Am I reading this right? Joe <laughs> Flacco! <laughs> Del Tufo's on fire. I'm done now. Now, the Dolphins are starting Skylar Thompson, it looks like, right? Oh, yeah. No, it's a, that's happening. Right? Yeah, two is out. Skylar Thompson <laughs> versus Joe Flacco. That's an oh, elite boy. matchup. Not as elite as it can be, because guess who the Dolphins signed to back up Skylar Thompson? It's possible. Yes, 
Rich, say it. That we get at some point say it. Boy, in have, a game. I have no idea who this rife is. With playoff implications. Yes. That Flacco will be going point for point with Mike Glennon. McGlennon! <laughs> this is entirely possible. I'll tell you about Glennon, oh, man. Are we sure adding the 18th week was a good idea? What are you smoking, bro? Give me some. <laughs> Pass the Dutchie pond the left-hand side. Do we really need 17 games? Steeler fans are like, really? Really? We come all the way back? We go from 2-6 and six to 8-8? Eight and eight. Only. We beat the Browns. Buffalo's coming off. This whole season, taking on the Patriots. With a whole heck of a lot to play for, as we know now, and now we got to light the candle for Joe Flacco? The answer is yes. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, I can't believe it, but this is the truth. Coming off that draft when we got all those kids and all that optimism and rightful optimism. I mean, there's a lot going on for this Jet team yeah, to be happy about down and down. look forward to despite the recent circumstances. This Jet season is going to be started and finished by Joe Flacco. He was the week one starter. What the hell's going on? It came full circle for What's going on? Should have just started him the whole year. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't take the cheese, Rich. Don't I take didn't see that one. That one caught me. <laughs> that, that one caught me. That, that one caught punch. me right across the chin. I'm, <laughs> I'm wobbling from that one. You know how Sonny Liston felt. He started week one against the Ravens. He's going to go for the sweep of the Dolphins. <laughs> and the guy who could try and prevent it is Mike Glennon, who was on the couch last week. <laughs> McLennan versus Joe Flacco. And Steelers fans are like, really? They, that's not what they're saying. Hey, <laughs> Rod Woodson always said that Chuck Noll would always tell them before a game, play better than the ref's ref because, you know, you got to make sure that you play well enough, all the variables don't matter. What if the refs are really bad? Hey, if you don't want to put your fate in the hands of Joe Flacco and the Jets, don't go two and six. That's a good point. That's all I'm saying. I've, you been know? Th- I've been thinking of a neck joke for like the last 60 seconds. Hey. I've been avoiding it, to be honest with hey. you. What if it was a nasty stop? Yeah. Hey, hey Joey Flacco's got a Super Bowl ring. Joe Flacco could show up and start winging it around and put the Steelers in the Of all the quarterbacks to put the Steelers in the playoffs, Joe Flacco? Talk about strange bedfellows. That's pretty good. It's entirely possible. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't have the schedule here in front of me. They all go in, uh, It's all at the same time, yeah, right? Yeah, I was just looking right all now. All at the same so, time. Um, yeah, Jets Dolphins time. is at one, and so is Steelers Browns. Yeah, same time. All at the same time. Same time. Oof. Speaking of uh, big necks, you got <laughs> Davis Mills, right? Maybe his last start for the Texans. Long neck. I would say that's highly likely. Right? <laughs> yeah. Just looking at the screen right here. <laughs> I just said, speaking <laughs> I mean, of big necks, I literally said on, those words into a microphone. Davis Mills didn't need to take a stray there. But he's got a Merton Hanks thing going on. We're back, people. We're back. It's been a it's been a long week. I'm glad that we can all smile and we're back. By the way, McCarthy just lost again. He's 0 for 12. <laughs> Don't hey. say those things to him this week. You might think he's talking yeah, about every Mike. Time we bring, sorry. Every I gotta time be you honest. bring it up, oh, you're sorry. like, wait a minute. No, Square biz. Every bit. time I hear Here's McCarthy, my he doesn't want his McCarthy to lose this weekend. Yeah. He doesn't I, want any piece of Brady. None. You're gonna get it. Is it too late for the GOP to nominate Hugh Jackson? <laughs> you're looking to your left. Look at your man. I'm in. 
That's I your next it. Speaker of the House, I Mike Del Tufo. We're going to miss you, Mike. Chris Fowler's coming up in studio.